Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shukizman. We thought we'd kind of explore this idea of embodying our work more and our tasks more and what we have to do in our business. I think a lot of times we frame things around the work we have to do. So, you know, you hear these phrases like, I'm feeling really behind in my work. I'm feeling really behind in my business. Or I'm trying to get on top of it. Or I'm trying to get in front of it. And I always just found it really interesting why we phrase things kind of behind or on top of or in front of, but we never explore being more embodied in our work. So that's what we thought we would explore. What do you think, Laura? I'm always a fan of the discussion around embodiment. And I'm actually really excited and curious to explore, you know, how do we use the term embodied in relation to how we're present in our business? Because I think that people are used to using that term in maybe connection to their practice in their health and wellness or their being present with self. But this is kind of, uh, you know, how do we extend that way of being into our business so that this is something that supports, yeah, our entrepreneurial journey, not just our own sense of self or identity or well-being. Yeah. So why don't we start with you sharing your perspective on what embodiment means in, you know, the health and wellness side that we talk about so often. And then maybe from there we can explore it in a business context. I love that. So yeah, I think that, you know, the simple way of thinking about embodiment from a clinical perspective or from a healing perspective when I'm sitting in a chair as a psychotherapist with a client is I, you know, invite people to embody experience by coming into the felt sensation of what it means to be in that moment, in that particular time and space with themselves. And they're able to feel into the senses and into the energy of what makes up their experience. So that's different than being in the mental state and just observing, analyzing, or yeah, thinking through an experience. It's the felt experience of being in the body and being in that particular moment in time. Yeah, that's a great definition. And I think in practice, you know, we can feel when we're embodying something because, you know, when we're in our body, right, we're breathing, we're feeling sensation, whatever that sensation is, we're, we're really present in our feeling and our, you know, sort of the moment and what we're experiencing. We're not thinking about what we should do or could do or should have done. We're really in that moment in our body, which is really, I think, such an important piece of embodiment. It's not just being present, although that is very tied to it and part of it, but I think it's also being, you know, in our body. Right. You know, and it's the idea of being with, being inside that inner space rather than being beside. If we think about being in something within it, how do we embody being within ourselves or within a moment? If we're 100% within that moment, we can't be standing next to it. 
We can't be in the past behind it. We can't be in the future in front of it. We can't be hovering above or below it. It's like we're just in it. And I feel that that is a challenge of our time in this current culture that we are constantly taking, being taken out of sync with our natural rhythms. You know, the technology we have is amazing. And we're, I'm so grateful for the advances of technology. But what we have to keep in mind is a machine does not have the same rhythm as animals. And humans are animals. And we're also a part of nature. And so there's all these cycles and all these rhythms. And that's something that we can feel within us when we're really embodied. And, you know, that's not something that you feel you're not going to connect to that energetic space with your computer. I'm sorry that you want to. You may think that if you meld with it, you'll get even more intelligent. But yeah, we, you know, have this completely different experience when we're beside something rather than within it. Yes. And I think what's so interesting because the correlation and the context around business is that so often we're not in our business, right? We're, we're thinking about it. We're trying to plan for it. We're running away from what we're experiencing. We want to experience something different. Like we're often not in the experience of our business. Now, for some of us who are working with others, you know, maybe we're healers or coaches or consultants or, you know, and we really love our clients. And oftentimes in those very moments when we're with our clients, we are very present with them and we are very embodied and we are very like with them and connected and not thinking about a million other things. But when we're working on our business, we're rarely in it, right? We're always thinking about the next step, the next hundred steps, where we should be, where we shouldn't be. Like, you know, we're often resisting the experience we're having and we want a different experience. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore as it relates to business. Yeah. And I, I think that there's, you know, one really common denominator here about like the further we get away from our body and the way that the further we get into the mind, this higher brain, the more thinking mind, then the more disconnected we can feel from the moment. So this is a challenge for being an entrepreneur because how many of us really feel like we're running our business from our body and how many of us feel like we're running a business from our mind? Show of hands here, right? Most people, <laughs> mind. I mean, that, that's how we've been educated to run your business from your intellect. Am yes. I right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is the the thing that we like to explore and share and think about is, you know, how can we run our business from a more feminine perspective, from a more embodied perspective, from a more holistic perspective, right? Body, mind, spirit. How can we operate and run our business day to day from that place? And I think that is like such an interesting contemplation. It's something I talk about with my clients a lot and different aspects of that, you know, how do we do our marketing that way? How do we do our sales that way? How do we think about the planning of our future? How do we envision what we want to create in a more embodied way? It really can relate to every aspect of our business, but I don't think we talk about it. We don't explore it. A lot of people have no reference points for what that would even look like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, as humans evolved, our brains just got smarter and we became more and more reliant on the prefrontal cortex, which is the most recent part of the brain to evolve in our human development. And yet this ancient wisdom that comes in the lower regions of the brain is connected to emotional intelligence, connected to 
body intelligence, energetic intelligence, the ability to be in the sensory space. And so we've used those, we kind of like, we get back into the body when we take a conscious effort to say, oh, I've heard it's important for me to meditate or it's important for me to move my body and to exercise. I'm going to get into my body. But I think the biggest lesson is, you know, how do we bring that intelligence? How do we bring energetic intelligence, somatic intelligence, emotional intelligence more into the leadership position of the business? Like how does it lead us in our business. And that doesn't mean that the mental space isn't still a contributor of knowledge and of wisdom, right? But for some reason, we lead with the brain, get into the intelligence, and we just cut off ourselves from the somatic wisdom and that knowledge that comes from the body. And I don't think that we had any choice because when were we taught this? I know in school, if I you know, didn't do well on an exam, the teacher didn't ask me to to take a minute and feel into what was happening in my body, right? <laughs> did you eat today? Like, are you feeling okay? You know, how's your body feeling? No, they're just like, did you study last night? Did you go over that? You know, why don't you know what, you know, what we covered? Everything that we have been conditioned to believe is that we only improve our experience by getting more experience through the mental thinking brain. That's what we've learned. And so that's our default, in my opinion. Oh, it totally is. It's so funny because this morning I was reading, I'm going back through and reading uh, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom by by Christine Northup. It's such a huge book, right? It's so amazing. I think I'm reading, like I I went and bought like a used book, her fourth edition, which was like in 2010. And, you know, it's so amazing. Like even the first chapter, I'm just like, oh, which is all about the patriarchal sort of systems and how women's bodies have been viewed over the years and how that's, you know, totally relevant in our medical system, like the way women are dismissed and the way we don't listen to ourselves and the way the intellectual model of everything has been like completely, you know, taken over every aspect of our lives. And so it's so interesting, you know, and, and it's funny as I'm working with a lot of my clients or as sometimes we do Q&As and we talk about these different perspectives, which are, you know, trying to operate our businesses in a way that's more fulfilling and more freeing and more embodied and more amazing, right? Like that's sort of bringing in and incorporating more of the feminine. And what I think is so fascinating is it's really hard. Like it's hard to embody your business this way. And the reason is, is because the whole world is operating a different way. And so we're in in so many ways, you know, going against the grain, swimming upstream, you know, we're doing all these things that can make it really challenging because we're doing something different. But it's so important for this transition in the world that we're going through and you know, embodiment, when we're, when we learn to embody more of our life in general, and it's not, I I find it challenging personally, and I've done a lot of practice of it. But when I practice it, when I'm in it, I am so much more happy and at peace and satisfied. I have so much more range of emotions, range of feeling, uh, range of understanding and access to my wisdom. Like it has huge benefits, but we, we don't even sometimes understand that there's that, that like we're missing this whole huge piece of experience. Yes, yes, it's so true. And I do think that you know one of the biggest challenges is that for those of us who do carve out a different path, who do see the value in being present and being in the body and kind of what I call sort of the bottom up 
processing. So we're really leading from the body into the mind. For those of us that choose that path, it can feel really lonely and we can have a lot of self-doubt, especially in the world of business. So because we know it takes more time to build an innovative business, regardless of if you're using feminine principles, right? Like if you just ask a business expert and they'll say, well, a, a tried and true business model, like a cafe restaurant that you, you know, that's pretty much run of the average, you're going to be able to bring that into profit in about three years. Now, if you're going to innovate that, you're going to turn something on its side, then you're going to need to expect like five to seven years to become profitable. So when you think about those of us that have walked this other path, how do we keep going when the world keeps coming back at us, you know, and the profits aren't there, the different things? Like, I think that that's what's challenging in our time. I mean, I dream of a time when our daughters could step into this form of leadership and it's welcomed and received. But I think we're in the generation of which we have permission to step into it as far as like there's more opportunities for my for me than there was for my grandmother and for my mother. But, you know, we're still struggling with that pushback. And I think if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be like, just trust it. Like, trust that this is the right way to go because you're going to have people question you. You're going to doubt yourself because different things are going to happen that just don't look like the linear path, you know, back to the masculine path of business growth, right? It's not going to look the same because it's not the same. And that's okay and trust yourself and trust yourself and trust yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to be able to surround yourself with people who understand, you know, what kind of life you want to live, what kind of business you want to run, so that there's that community of like-mindedness. Because it is hard. And that can't be just a traditional entrepreneurship group or even a group just with women in it. Like a lot of women are still running their business in a more traditional, masculine way. They're still misaligned. They're still unfulfilled. They're still operating in a way that's exhausting and depleting themselves. So, you know, some Sometimes when we choose a different path, it's really great to have a group of like-minded people. I know my clients are so happy to hear what everyone else is going through in the group because it normalizes their experience. It allows them to see that like, yeah, we're choosing a different path and it's hard and it's okay because it's well worth it. And I think that's, you know, such the beauty of it. So maybe let's talk about, you know, practically what are some ways? So, you know, we sort of have talked about a little bit about what embodiment is. We've covered this in a few of our other episodes as well. You know, it's sort of being in and present with your business. How do we practically practice it, right? Like on a day-to-day basis. And so I think that will be kind of cool to explore. And one of the ways that I practice it is I really start off every single day in my feeling body. So like, you know, I get up and, you know, like so many other people, you have busy mornings, right? You know, getting my child ready to get out the door for school and getting myself ready and, you know, I'm just trying to wake up and function. I always take myself to a coffee shop. Before I sit and do any work or look at my to-do list or anything, I open up my journal and I really ask myself, how am I feeling right now? Like, what is the sensation? How am I feeling? Am I feeling happy, irritated, frazzled? Like, where? what am I feeling? And I spend about 30 minutes just really getting back into my feeling body. And I find when I do that, I am so much more connected and embodied in my work the rest of the day. And when I don't do that, it is a dramatically different experience. <laughs> yes, yes. I have the same experience that if I'm not intentional 
about connecting to myself at the beginning of the day and I just kind of hop into the daily tasks. It's like getting swept down, you know, a raging river. (laughs) It's just kind of like, and then I'm trying to keep my head above water and get all the things done. So setting time for myself to be intentional every day. And for me, that's morning time. Um, And for other people, you know, it doesn't have to be the first thing in the morning. I think that people get stuck too on, oh gosh, I have, you know, all these kids to get out the door and my mornings are always crazy. And everyone's saying I have to have a morning ritual, you know, it's like find the time that actually suits you and your schedule, because it could be after everyone gets out the door and you arrive in your office and, or your co-working space or back in your home office. I intentionally don't book a lot of early appointments for myself, right? Like as soon as I step in my office door, I'm not going to book a client right then because I actually know that I'm going to need that time to center kind of between leaving the house and the kids and all of that piece and then arriving into my more professional space. Like giving myself that buffer is really important. Yeah, I think it is too. And I think that, you know, there's, there, you know, some of the other things that are really powerful is sometimes just breathing, right? <laughs> We think, yeah. you know, we really take breathing for granted. Um, if you've done a lot of breathing practices in some of your self-development work or some of the things that you've done in healing, you know, you might have some understanding that breathing is really, really powerful. And what I think is oftentimes I catch myself holding my breath during my work, right? So maybe I'm working on something on my computer or I'm working with a client or I'm, you know, doing something around my business and I find I'm really holding my breath. And so sometimes just taking a few really deep breaths, noticing my breaths, just do it, just that alone, which might take like 10 seconds, really puts me back in my body. And I find I slow down because that's one of the other things I really notice. I'm moving faster when I'm less embodied and I'm moving slower when I'm mo- more embodied. So then I'm taking, you know, not trying to rush and get everything done in a certain time frame, but really taking everything minute by minute, like task by task. And I actually accomplish so much more, but there's this habitual thinking that says I got to move faster. Mm, Yes, that is so true. And, you know, on that note, I think that um, surrounding myself with those reminders of slowing down is really important. And one of the successful ways I've actually found that is what do I listen to in the car? Because I am in Texas and we rely on our cars to get everywhere, unfortunately, um, because we don't have those many options. It's getting better. But, you know, being in your car and commuting is something that can be really stressful and annoying, or you can kind of turn that into a sanctuary for yourself and be really selective about what you listen to while you're in the car. For some people, it can just be a particular type of music that you enjoy and love and kind of slows you down. Or it could be podcasts or um, some sort of inspirational audio or audio book. But what I suggest is, you know, like we can get really, I'm going to speak from my own personal experience, right? But I love nonfiction books and podcasts and I love learning all the time about business. I mean, just like the conversations that we have here, a lot of this is, is really great intellectual information. But what I'm looking for is podcasts, also like ours, that help us step in to that invitation to just be and slow down, 
So, you know, where are your spiritual podcasts or meditation podcasts, not where you're going to close your eyes when you're driving, but like, or even just stories, you know, there's like some podcasts and stuff that's just storytelling, or you listen to an interview with Oprah and Brene Brown, or I don't know, you know, it's like, where do you bring in inspiration in your car commute where you're actually slowing down and tuning in and listening and not just get like getting hyped up and excited and putting it with all of the the intellectual, because I can get really hyped up on all of the the business podcasts and stuff where I'm really getting into my mental state. But I encourage people to think like, which are the ones that are really helping you think about your spiritual development or your personal development or just by listening to them, you feel a sense of calm. Yeah, I think slowing down and really looking at, and sometimes that might be having silence, right? Like sometimes I find it's just really great in the car to have silence and nothing and just allow, you know, that space. And sometimes it's great to listen to, you know, slow music or, but I think, yeah, it's, it's really in what ways can we slow down? I mean, this is such a big piece of this conversation around embodying, you know, our tasks and our work and our business. It's really about slowing down. And often we slow down with our clients, right? So if you are delivering a service and, you know, you're doing one-to-one and you're, you often slow down for your clients um, in that moment. And then like, it's almost like if you watch people in business, I think it's so funny because, you know, it's like they'll, they'll slow down and be so present with their client. And then the second the client leaves, they're up running again. And it's like, they're like (laughs) on a rat race, on a rat wheel, go, 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 go. And they sit down and they're present again, right? You know, you can, you can see a lot of this happening if you watch and observe, you know, if you go to a co-working space and you see people like they might, it's like they slow down for that moment while they're talking to people. So I think a lot of women have a gift of being present with people, but we don't have that same practice at being present in what we're doing, right? And in, and I think, you know, they're definitely some of what we do in business and work, it does require rational thinking and logic and, you know, our mind. But I'm learning more and more to access both pieces at the same time. Like I'm I'm really learning and skill building with embodying at the same time that I'm using my logic. It doesn't have to be dissected. We're used to them being dissected in a way. So either like, you know, we're fully embodied like when we're meditating or in our yoga class or we're fully in our intellectual mind when we're working but there is a way to really be in both places and I find that's a really interesting practice and a thing to skill build yes yes oh I just I love that that you you know really pointed to the fact that women are so just at ease doing this with other people so we have this natural gift of being present when we have people in front of us but We don't cultivate this presence with self enough. And, you know, it's in this whole art of slowing down and, you know, being able to embrace stillness. It's a challenge for our times. It's a challenge for the the modern entrepreneur who is plugged in a lot of the times, who is constantly moving in the business. And I think, you know, we get this message kind of going back to, to what led us to have this conversation, Sonia, is like we were thinking about why is it so hard to be in it and why are we always encouraged to be um, outside of it? Like what's next? What's next? What's next? And I think we live in this culture that we feel like something's wrong with us if we don't already have the growth plan, if we don't have the future forecasting, if we don't have like there's such a focus on, well, that's great that you're doing well. What's What's next? What's next for yeah. you? What's next? What's next? What's next? You know, it's just like, for goodness sakes, can oh. we just 
breathe a minute and take a moment to be with what we've done right now. So we don't even give ourselves the gift of the present moment of what we've accomplished, what we're doing, because we're already thinking like, what is next? Yeah. I mean, I I can see it so much with myself, with other people, with my clients that we're so, I don't know, it's like we don't allow ourselves the celebration, right? Or, or we might celebrate in one minute. Oh, hey, we did this. Okay, now I've got to focus on this. Or we diminish those celebrations, right? That present moment. We don't let ourselves really ride that wave. You know, we have these beautiful wins and then we're always looking at, yes, but this isn't done. Or yes, but this is the next thing that needs to be done. Or yeah, it's so fascinating to watch that process. And really, that's the masculine. You know, it's the masculine. And we also have partners. I mean, many of us have masculine partners, you know, so who also sometimes are like, that's great. I'm so glad that was a win for you. And what's next? And what's going to be better? And when are you going to make more money? And, you know, <laughs> you have all these things, right? Like we've, I mean, come on, we've all experienced it. And so, you know, we really have to work to cultivate that space to say, you know what? I'm really going to sit in this celebration. I'm going to embody and celebrate, actually really feel the full celebration, not I'm going to dip my toe in the celebration, but I'm still going to show myself how I'm so wrong and I'm still not good enough and I'm still not where I need to be. No, like (laughs) embodying the full celebration of, gosh, look at how far I've come. Look at how amazing I am. This is amazing. Yes. You know, I mean, this is, I was just having a conversation um, in my community for women who co-work, which are all, you know, female founders of co-working spaces. And I was talking about the importance of personal retreats. And, you know, a lot of people use retreats for um, planning. You know, is that right? They're like the planning. They're like, okay, yeah, I've got to have a work retreat soon. I'm going to have a personal work retreat and I'm going to bring all my plans and I'm going to walk out of that place with just this, you know, execution for the next three, six months, whatever. Like we use these to, to gain that. My invitation was like, what would it be like to have a personal retreat for yourself and your business that is all about being in the moment with what you've already created? There's still going to be journals and big pieces of paper and art supplies if that's what you like to do but like make it a celebration write out what you are doing write out what you feel what you're experiencing what the good stuff is like can you sit in that moment with yourself and celebrate your business like as you said celebrate it in that moment and from this is the trick this is the the secret everyone okay Your mind is capable, yes, of going into that retreat and creating a strategy from which to move forward. But that is coming again from your mental space. And your mental space is using patterns, schemas, definitions, all the things it's always known, all the things it's been taught. If you suspend that and you actually do a retreat in which you connect to the presence of what your business energetically is already doing. What is it inhabiting? What is the space like that it just currently inhabits? Let yourself completely connect to that and let the somatic intelligence, let the body reveal, let the sensation show you what is coming up for you next. Because it will also show you 
that, but it's from a different place. It's coming from an intuition, a greater wisdom. You'll have an image. You'll have a, someone will come into your mind and you'll think of that person. You'll think, oh my goodness, I haven't thought about that person in years. And I think there's something about them that they're a part of this future. I need to connect to them. Or I have this idea that just came out of like, wow, that's crazy. I, I don't even know where that came from because that idea didn't come from the mind. It came from your creative space of that intuition. This is the thing that it took me 10 years to realize, Sonia. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've talked about this my whole entrepreneur career and you and I have talked about this, but it isn't until recently that I've really understood this because I've had so many big decisions to make this year, so many corners, like just big crossroads in my business. And none of my decisions have come from that mental space. They've all come from this deeper, innate, knowing place. And it's leading me to more areas than I could have imagined. It's leading me to more people. It's leading me to more opportunities than I ever could have imagined because I'm having to just turn it sideways and look at this from a different place than I've been taught to look at it. Yes. Look, that's so true. And really like, I mean, I can definitely share the same experience. I mean, the most amazing creations in my life all came from downloads. They all came from sensation and feeling like none of them came from my intellect. And so it's a really amazing experience when you learn to practice this like in a day-to-day functioning, right? Like I love that idea of a retreat just to celebrate and just to feel. And what I want to share as well from what you were saying, Laura, is that imagine what a business feels like when we're sitting in it from that space, right? From a celebration of everything that we care about, of everything that we've created and honoring it all and, you know, connected to our why, not like looking at what do I need to accomplish next because what I have is not good enough, right? What does the vibration of the business feel like to others, right? So often we don't realize that like the energy we're putting out in our business is that it's not good enough. Well, what does that reflect to people who we want to come into our business, to clients who we would like to work with? You know, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You know, we, we need to be better. It needs to be more. And we're unconsciously putting out that vibe. But imagine the vibe if we all could sit inside of our business and be like, it is amazing where it is right now. Yes, of course, we can evolve. We can change it. We can improve it. That's an always, you know, case. But isn't it amazing right now? How many more people would be attracted to that business? How many people would be attracted to you in that business? Mm, I love that because that is the magic right there. It's the energetic vibration of what you do with your business. And so many people think, oh, that's like – that's not practical or that's like they just have a hard time getting ahead around it. But it's like, just go look at science and go look at the ways in which scientists have proven that we can change matter with the vibration of our energy. And water changes when you present it with positive words and affirmation. There's the scientist from Japan, I think, and he has this beautiful book too that shows all the illustrations of water when it's given positive affirmation, it crystallizes. And then you give it negative talk and it actually does change. Its molecular structure breaks down and it looks damaged. It looks ill. And his point being that if we see this with water molecules and our body is made up of 90% water, then what 
are we capable of doing if we send positive affirmation, positive um, acknowledgement, celebration, like all of that energy, that love and compassion, you say, oh, I'm so appreciative of myself. I've worked so hard. I'm serving this greater good. I have been so creative. I've accomplished so much. I've let, met so many people. Like that is, if you meet your business with that energy, the next client who comes to your website, the next client that comes to your door, they're going to feel that. That's how you're leading. And that's so beautiful. And I love that you said that, Sonia. It's like actually just putting that right back into my own brain here and in my own body here of like, let's embody the power of what we can create. Yes. Like that, I, I'm going to go create a retreat for myself of celebration. Yes. <laughs> like I'm going to go do that as soon as we get off the, as soon as we get off this podcast. I think this is been a really cool conversation. And I wish that, you know, more and more of these kind of conversations would happen because I think embodiment is magical. Like, you know, this is where the magic come from and the manifestation and things that we can never, ever create with our logical mind. It happens when we're embodied. And so embodying our business does create magic for our business. And, you know, the clients that have kind of come through this, you know, I have this one client, she's really amazing. And actually we're going to do um, I want to really want to do a podcast episode with her as well. She is, you know, come through all of this amazing work on herself and she's so embodied in her business and, and the magic that happens now and the unfolding that's happening for her because she's just choosing to be embodied, not to plan it, not to calculate, but just to be embodied in that business is, you know, a miracle and she's going to change the world from that place. And I think we all have that opportunity to do it. Yes, we do. We all have that within us. Ah, thank you, Sonia. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, -on -one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.